Indianapolis Colts only have to beat the Tennessee Titans in order to win the AFC South. Look, the Houston Texans are a dumpster fire. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be better, but we're not going to worry about the Jaguars today. We're going to worry about the Titans. We're going to worry about the Colts. We're going to compare them position by position, not all 22. We're going to compare the offensive lines, the D-lines, but most importantly, the, those offensive skill positions that really mean the difference in football games. The Colts, they have got to find a way to win the AFC South once and for all. It hadn't happened since 2014, and that is way too long. The Indiana Hoosiers atop the Big Ten in power rankings. That's a good thing. But with those expectations, you know what? Comes danger for Mike Woodson and the Hoosiers. But that's, that's what you do, right? You play basketball, you recruit, you, you go get guys, you put them together in order to be thought of as the beasts in what I think is college basketball's best conference. And then you go prove it. We'll see if the Hoosiers can do that. We'll talk about the Hoosiers a little bit. We'll also talk about the Cubs. A nice win last night against the Brewers. We enjoyed watching this game. It was fun. The Cubs, a comeback win last night. They don't do that very often. They don't win very often no matter what, but they really don't come back very often. They did it last night on Patrick Wisdom's eighth inning uh, solo home run to take the lead, and then they kept it in the ninth because Robertson's a good closer. We'll also talk about youth baseball. It's Hawaiian Shirt Week on Breakfast with Kent, and this shirt has a specific meaning that relates to youth baseball. We'll talk about that, too. This is Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson, the best plumber that there is. Call Johnson's Plumbing, 765-610-8809. You got a problem, they got a solution. It's just that simple. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Ring the bell. Let's let's talk about sports. You want to make a donation? I'll answer your question. It's just that simple. All right, the Colts and the Titans. You've got to start in your comparison between these two teams at the quarterback position. Matt Ryan took a step back in 2021, but so did Ryan Tannehill. Really, really interesting stuff with Tannehill. Tannehill, over the last three years, his three years with the Titans, he started out like a house of fire, right? In 2019, his yards per attempt, 9.0. That's really good. That backed off in 20 to 7.9, and then in 21 to 7.0. That's not good. His passer rating dropped from 117 to 106 to 89.6. But Matt Ryan has also backed off, especially last year. Not a good year for Matt Ryan. But here's the thing with Matt Ryan that I think is good. His QBR over his career, 59.8. That's good. It's not elite, but it's good. It's top 12 in the NFL. You put up 59.8, you feel pretty good about your chances to win. In 2021... Yards per attempt, 7.1, just a tenth of a yard farther. It's roughly three inches farther, 3.6 inches to be exact, farther than Ryan Tannehill. Matt Ryan and, and Ryan Tannehill are very, very close. So close, you got to drop down. The quarterback is going to win you games and put you in the playoffs, right? That's the way the NFL works today. 
Tannehill and Ryan, there's not enough separation to really give you a good idea which team should be favored in the AFC South. At running back, this is really interesting because you got probably the two best in the NFL. You've got Jonathan Taylor, who is healthy 100% of the time last year, and you got Derrick Henry, who was only healthy for eight games last year, and his yards per carry was down to 4.3 yards. Jonathan Taylor, 5.5 yards a carry, and it stands to reason that while he is likely not to run for 1,811 yards again, because guys just don't do that in back-to-back -back seasons very often anymore, if ever, 23 guys in the history of the NFL have run for 1,800-plus yards. Jonathan Taylor, the 23rd last year. Regardless, he ain't going to carry the ball as much as he did last year. He's going to catch it out of the backfield a little bit more, and so is Naheem Hines. The Colts are going to be a little bit more multiple. Here's the thing that's interesting about Matt Ryan, too. 626 pass attempts with Atlanta in 2020. Wentz last year... 516. That's a difference of 110, and I think that the Colts are likely to be more like Matt Ryan in 2020 with 626 passing attempts than like the Colts last year with 516. The Colts just weren't efficient throwing the football, so they ran the football a lot because they were really efficient running the football, but you cannot beat really good defenses by running the football all the time. You just can't. If teams sell out against the run, as teams did toward the end of last year, you're going to have a tough road. And that that's, that's football. You choose your poison. I think the poison this coming year for the Colts offense is going to be to throw the football about 57% of the time. That's the mark that Frank Reich shoots for. Um, you go to wide receiver. Anyway, I, I would classify Jonathan Taylor as a better running back than Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry... You know, once you start getting hurt as a running back, it's really hard not to be hurt anymore. And so JT, I think, over the top of DH. Do people in Nashville call uh, Derrick Henry uh, DH? I hate uh, initial nicknames. Just loathe them. At any rate, Jonathan Taylor, I think, you give a thumbs up compared to Derrick Henry. Then at wide receiver, you really don't know what the hell you got. You got Michael Pittman Jr. for the Colts, along with Alec Pierce as a top two. For the Titans, Brown is gone. You've got Woods coming off an ACL. You've got Traylon Burks, who was drafted out of Arkansas, 18th overall. Is Pierce going to be better than Burks? Probably not. Is Woods going to be ready to go for the opener? Probably. Michael Pittman Jr. is the only real known quantity at the position, so I give the Colts an advantage because you know what you got in Pittman, you don't know what you got in Woods because of the ACL, and you really don't know what you got in Burks because he's a rookie. Might be a nut, right? Tight end position. Austin Hooper. The reason you're bullish about Austin Hooper, if you're a Titans fan, is because Matt Ryan really knows how to use tight ends at the highest level. He has made tight ends so much money and continues to make money for guys like Hooper. Last year, Hooper, with the Cleveland Browns, 38 receptions, 345 yards, three touchdowns. That's not much to, uh, you know, call home about. Mo Ali Cox, 24-3, and 4. But with Jack Doyle gone, you know what? He's going to get the ball a whole lot more off. And then you've got Jelani Woods, out of Virginia. You don't know what that's going to be. 
Uh, the offensive lines, you give a slight edge to the Colts. There's been some change with the Titans. Uh, you've got Saffold gone to the Bills. Uh, Raddins comes in as the right tackle. With the Colts, you got Pryor coming in as the left tackle. He played some there last year. You also drafted Bernard Ryman. We'll see how that all comes together. Last year, Pro Football Focus ranked the Colts offensive line number 12, ranked the Titans offensive line number 16. I think Pinner is going to be an upgrade over Glowinski. I think that Pryor is going to be an upgrade over Fisher. So I would expect this unit to finish in the top 10 if it can stay healthy. I give the Colts an advantage here, although Dylan Raddins is going to play really good football for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, defensively, the defensive front for the Colts, Ngakwe, Buckner, Stewart, and Pay in all likelihood starting. For the Titans, you got Simmons with his eight and a half sacks, Landry with 12 sacks, Autry with nine sacks, and Tart. Who do you give the advantage to there? You know you're going to get between 8 and 12 sacks with Ngakwe. At least that's what he's done every single year he's played. I give the Colts just a skosh of advantage at the defensive front. At linebacker, Colts with Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke. Uh, Leonard forced 12 turnovers last year. For the, uh, the Titans, you've got Landry, who's really a defensive lineman, but that's okay. Long Cunningham and Dupree. Not a bad group. I give the Colts a slight advantage there because Darius Leonard is just great at taking away the football. Defensive backfield, Moore, Rodgers, Gilmore, and then at safety, you really don't know what you got if you're the Colts because they've got such depth, I guess. If you've got great depth, that means the bottom of your roster is as good as the top, and that can be as bad as it is good. You know what I mean? If you don't have clear separation at the top of the roster on the depth chart, then you're probably not excellent. But at safety, with a guy like Nick Cross, you don't know what he's going to be. You don't know whether Julian Blackman's going to be ready to go. You do know what Kari Willis is, and you know what Rodney McLeod is. Those guys form the floor for this position group, right? At cornerback, are you sure that Isaiah Rogers is ready to contribute 17 weeks? against really, really good receivers every week. The uh, the Titans with Fulton and Byard, really, really good cornerbacks. Byard with five picks last year, 13 pass, passes defense. And then you got Hooker and Farley at, uh, at safety. You know what? I give the call. Then you got coaching. Don't skip coaching. Frank Reich versus Mike Vrabel. Mm. Because the Colts acquired... Gus Bradley, when Matt Eberflus was hired as the head coach of the Bears, I'll give the Colts that much advantage. I think Vrabel is a better head coach than Frank Reich, but I think that Gus Bradley is going to elevate Reich. And I think John Fox is going to elevate Reich, and that defense is going to become more problematic for opposing offenses. All right, let's talk about the Indiana Hoosiers. Power ranking number one. So anyway, there's a game or two games difference between these two teams in either direction. I think the Colts wind up 11-6. and six. I think the Titans wind up 9-8. and eight. I think it's going to be kind of flip-flop from what it was last year. I think the Colts win the AFC South. They're just that much better, I think, than the Titans. I think they're going to be good to go early on this season. 
first seven games against AFC opponents, five of those against the AFC South. I think the Colts have a chance to create distance in those first seven games as long as they are healthy. Uh, Hoosiers, their power ranking number one in the Big Ten, according to a guy named Bart Torvik. All right. Uh, we're going to trust him because it's good news. When we get good news, we trust the source. When we get bad news, we say, what the hell is this guy thinking? Bart Torvik, he's all right by me. You've got Trace Jackson Davis, Race Geronimo, uh, Jalen Hood Shafino maybe starting at the two. Maybe, uh, you know, you got guys for that too, right? That's going to be interesting to see. Tamar Bates, uh, you know, maybe Caleb Banks little bit maybe cj gunn we'll see uh trace jackson davis he is done with teammates using drugs i like it take a stand uh johnson xavier johnson he needs to be done driving take the keys mike woodson and and malik renault is kind of the x factor if malik renault can be a role player that gets 20 minutes a game and plays at a high level and exerts his enthusiasm for winning and his ability to defend this can be a really good team, and all of a sudden they've got depth on the front line that you normally, you wouldn't project knowing what they got. But they've got the only two five-star guys in this recruiting class in the Big Ten. That's a big deal. Um, is Indiana going to win the Big Ten? I think Indiana wins the Big Ten. But those expectations, all we needed as a fan base, we needed Indiana to get to the NCAA tournament, and they did by the skin of their teeth last year. This year, we need more. Expectations get coaches fired. I think Mike Woodson is on solid ground in Bloomington, but he has to deliver an upgrade this year. Indiana's got to be better. Top three in the Big Ten and, let's say, a top six seed in, in the NCAA tournament, that's enough for me. Winning the Big Ten, that'd be huge. Um, Professional golf is is a bit of a mess. The first LIV event is about a week and a half away. Uh, Dustin Johnson, Sergio, Kevin Na, Ustazen, Polder, Schwartzel, uh, Mickelson, not on the list for this event. Greed fueling these guys in their decision to go play golf. Uh, the Saudi tour run by Greg Norman, who's the greediest prick ever in the history of golf. I would not sign onto anything that Craig Norman is running. Uh, these guys are dead to me. Like I said, the Cubs won 8-7. Patrick Wisdom with a homer in the bottom of the eighth at Wrigley Field. They beat the Brewers. Nice, fun game to watch. We love comeback wins. And then youth baseball. I want to talk about that for a minute. This, this Hawaiian shirt, this was the coach's uniform for the Fishers Marlins. Back, hell, 15 years ago, I think. Maybe longer? Not 15 years ago. And, and the reason we did this is because we played against a youth baseball team where the coach literally wore the uniform that the, the kids did. The kids were 10 years old. And, and the coach for this team wore, right down to the spikes, wore a full-on uniform. And it didn't make any sense to me. And I thought, these people take it too seriously. We need to do something that runs counter to that. So I went to Target. I bought a bunch of these shirts, gave them to the coaches. We wore them every game for three years. The kids had a great time playing, and I'm going to give you a piece of advice, youth baseball coaches. Don't worry about strike zone knowledge ever, ever, ever. Kids need to hit the ball hard. 
So tell them to swing at pitches they feel they can hit hard. All right? That's the key. Hit the ball hard. If you can't hit it hard, don't swing at it. Strike, ball, who cares? All right? That is great coaching at the youth baseball level. Hit the ball hard. Open your hips and fire that barrel at the ball. All right, let's celebrate some birthdays on this beautiful Wednesday so far. It's going to storm later, but that's okay. Dennis Culleton celebrating a birthday. Dennis Culleton is the guy who's in charge of making Tom Rickett seem like less a jerk. He's celebrating a birthday today. We, we work together at WMAQ in Chicago. Uh, Michelle Darnell, happy birthday. Pamela Wilson, Alex Co uh, Cox Nye, the great Laura Howard celebrating a birthday. The great Brad Holtz, who does a terrific job running WTTS here in central Indiana. Kirk Downhauer, happy birthday, Augustus Carr, and the great Mike Kitchell. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, Inside Indiana Sports Now, we're rolling, baby. It's what we do. Three o'clock, four o'clock this afternoon. Whenever the material is ready to present, we will present it.